boys. Get <laughs> <laughs> us. Hey. Hello. I'm here. Welcome to, Welcome to Motorsport Republic, guys. Uh, Christmas special, guys. Yeah. Da 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 da. This is Curtis. Unveiled. I am the wizard of the editor. Yeah. He is the brains and and the muscle behind the whole production team. The meme god. Yeah. Slave. Anyway. Um, yeah, we we do we lock you in a cage in the backyard and yeah, you feed you a laptop and I'm get you working. Can't do this shit sixteen hours a day. Free, free chicken teriyaki bar. Nah, no, goyoza. Did let it go. No, did let it go. You give me ginger beer, not sarsaparilla. Nah, come we, on. We pay you once a month in food. Come on, what? <laughs> Don't even Asian fusion so far as well. No, nah, I need some, some shitty what sauerkraut or something into you. Yeah, yeah, I reckon. Um, Some German. Well, well yeah, yeah, all jokes aside, Curdy, thanks so much for everything this year. Yeah, we've it's had a, all good, mate. We've had an amazing first year of this, haven't we? Crazy first yeah. year, man. So it's um, it's probably grown a lot in the last few weeks, even that um, really exceeded our expectations. So yeah, I think we're all still uh, trying to come to terms with it. To be honest, yeah, yeah, so, it's been cool. So just nudging on four thousand followers on Instagram, which is phenomenal for us. And by the time it's out, we'll be over four thousand. Yeah, yeah, Man. yeah. A lot Maybe more engagement. Cool. Yeah. So it's obviously people are enjoying the the podcast and the content we're creating. So we really appreciate all the support. Yeah, it's yeah. been it's it's amazing. Every every time I look at the phone, it's just blowing up. Yeah. So on tonight's app, we're gonna just explain a bit about us. Why are we doing this? Why? How did we come to this? Yeah. And we had some fan questions come in as well, which we're excited to oh, uh, yeah, true, yeah, yeah. excited to talk about. So we're just going to start shagging each other, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> start off with a bang, Curtis. That's yeah, the, that's, that's for the Patreon episode. Yeah, that's the Patreon. We're gonna hold. We're gonna hold off on that one. Mark. We're um. That's gonna be the end of the show. So stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> Who's gonna make the first move? That's a real question. Oh, oh it's Tommy. He gets handsy. <laughs> gets handsy when he's pissed. So James, tell us a bit about yourself, mate. Oh, puts me on the spot. Yeah, I like uh, it, Yeah, just a motorcycle enthusiast for the past twenty nine years. Um, as ever, as all our listeners, they probably watch, especially Moto. I find Moto GP fans are diehards. Have been watching it since they're a kid. Yeah. Um, one of my first words that I actually ever said as a kid was not Max Biaggi, it was Max Miaggi. That there was uh, Max Biaggi was probably one of my first memories. Um, which which bike was he on back then? Marlboro Yamaha. Yep. Oh, he would have been on a 250 actually. Daniel would know this. He's probably on the, uh, the Aprilia, yeah. The Chesterfield one. Was it Chesterfield? Yeah, he ran for a bit. Could bike that. Yeah, so. And your old man was into bikes, obviously. Yeah, so I was like. Uh, Give him a shout out. Yeah, Dave Subakshaw. Um, got so, the goat. Self-proclaimed uh, nickname, Subakshaw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to like you for that one. One yeah. of our biggest fans. Yeah, he's, uh, he's probably uh, top ticket holder. Yeah, yeah, yeah top yeah. ticket. Has, a, has an amazing Ducati collection. Big Ducati mm. fanatic. The biggest Ducati fanatic you're ever going to, I think you're ever going to meet. So, uh, yeah. And then just watching MotoGP. I think we've spoken about it, staying up late because it was always on replay at like 12 o'clock at night or 1 in the morning, watching all the 500s and the old school MotoGP stuff, um, which is really cool. And then like crazy stuff, like we are such Rossi fans. It was a school night and I remember my old man finally, we were playing like MotoGP 2001 or 2002, whatever it is on PS2. And he, um, it was like 1 in the morning and my old man wakes me up going, James, James. I've unlocked Valentino Rossi. We can play <laughs> Valentino Rossi now. <laughs> That's so good. That's awesome. Um, so it's always been, it's always been, 
yeah, really cool. And just, yeah, watching it. Fuck, forever, forever. I haven't missed a race. I've been on the MotoGP ever since I was uh, like 10 years old and dad's work. We got to meet Colin Edwards, who was like the nicest person in the world. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and then, yeah, I remember seeing Casey Stoner on the 125. I remember seeing Rossi on the Repsol Honda when he uh, caught back up and overtook, I think, Bayless, uh, not Bayless, Barros, Cheeseburger. Jeez. When he had that 10-second penalty, Cheesy, that was yeah. my first MotoGP back in 2003 <clears throat> when it pissed down rain all weekend and then dried up for that race. Yeah. Um, well, at least the end of the race. Um, and then, yeah, that's that's it. Fuck, just... That's it. Just watching watching GP. It's been my thing. And then I got into F1 as well through Tom. Like, I've always liked F1 as well, like, especially for the Schumacher era, Ferrari and everything like that. Um... And then we always used to play the games and do all that. So if no one really knows uh, how it all started, it's me and Tom were mates from primary school. I think we were like grade five. Yeah. Um, and then all the way into year seven. And then I actually moved to Sydney for like nine or 10 years through my family. And then the only way we actually stayed in contact was through playing bloody Formula One and MotoGP games and Call of Duty. Yeah, and PlayStation. Yeah. yeah. And PlayStation, so we used to play all day and all night when we could, and do laps around Spa or Phillip Island or play Gran Turismo or a whole fuck ton of Call of Duty back in the day when we were like fifteen and good times, good times. Yeah, if I, if I could <laughs> go back, simpler times. Oh yeah. Oh my god, if I could go back. To how that, good are those seriously. memes? You're like, oh, you you wouldn't know. Like oh. how good getting home for the boys. Jumping straight on. Oh Mum yells out, dinner's cooking in two hours. <laughs> You're like, fuck yeah, I got two hours to play. So, and we hate it. Like, we were, now we play work full time. Oh, Obviously, no. we do this for a bit of fun, but yeah, they were good times back then. Man, they were the best. So, and then just moved back down for work and and then, yeah, just, but like, we always we went down to GP every year. I'd always fly down or drive down or fulfill a bonds. Yeah, I'm. I probably more come from a Formula One fan background. I used to get up same with you guys and watch it early in the mornings. At I, my first memory was probably early two thousands. Um, Brazil, big crash. Mark Webber crashed into the wall. I just remember sitting up watching with my old man, and then he ended up going into a couple of races of the Australian Grand Prix two thousand two thousand and one with my mum's work, and he started watching, and I started watching it, and then you know the rest is history I suppose so and then met James for um probably slowly got into MotoGP and I have to admit as a fan I probably haven't really been a fanatic until probably 18-19 season yep but you so, still watched it all the way through I reckon yeah watched it all the way through but like wouldn't watch you know the Moto3 Moto2 mm. now now I might be a Superbike fan soon who knows <laughs> hopefully far out that could be the next thing but sure yeah. but the racing, the MotoGP, that race, that 40 minutes of action, there's nothing like it. Yeah, it's the best. There's nothing like it on the planet. You can watch Formula 1. And Formula 1 is much more strategic, much more... you got to know... It's very calculated. you got to yeah. know a lot of the yeah. background stories, a lot of the feuds and stuff. And that's why the Drives to Survives obviously become yeah. made the sport so much more popular because people can understand it. It's yeah. not just fast V6 hybrid engines racing around, going as fast as they can. So... Uh, but yeah that's got a lot more exciting in the last few years as well the 2021 season was probably the peak of of, of motor racing in the in the in the LA forever so yeah, that's right. that was absolutely unreal wasn't that, it the sport was peaking the season peaked the two just come together beautifully come together like an amazing and obviously the 
popularity. And I think it's probably helped MotoGP to a certain extent because people are so much interested in motor racing now after mm. definitely after COVID and stuff because it's something it's a release Sunday night. Like how much are we missing it right now as well? Oh, oh man, it's rough. But um, yeah, I mean, just memories of waking up every every early. Um, my thing was always waking up early on Monday morning and watching it because you, when you're a kid, you couldn't stay up until 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night. So mm. my uh, old man used to wake me up six a.m. We used to watch it on the old VHS. Yeah, chucked it in the oh, oh, true. Yeah, no it's qualifying back then. Yeah, nothing. Didn't know who was on pole. The nothing. first time you knew it was on pole was when they were reading at the grid at the start of the race. So yeah, it's all right. It's not. And it's um, it's funny you say that. Like especially with. And probably a lot of our listeners relate to this is when you're in school. It's not like many people knew about MotoGP or Formula no. One. So when you found a mate that like was into yeah. it, it was as rare as hens. You team. um you hooked onto it. Yeah, and I remember right. like I used to love when the Australian Formula One Grand Prix came around because everyone yeah, started talking it about deal. it. And they were like, Oh, this and that. I was like, Oh man, I know everything. You're like, to, you know, stop trying to stop trying to be a fanboy. Just you know, come to me for talk, talk to the king. And I'll, I felt that you. I'll tell you. I felt that last few years after Drive to Survive, a lot of people become fans of the sport. And um, but they don't know anything about the history, so it's always an interesting topic. Ayrton Senna, who's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like far out. So, yeah. What about you, Dan? Where does it all start for you? Obviously you're um old man who's who um, we've met this year and buddy <laughs> He's a bloody cult figure, isn't he? Oh, Pino. He could be the glue of all of us, to be Don't honest. Don't touch a GPS. Don't yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> we'll have to get Pino on one day. Uh, he is a legend. Living Father's legend. Day special. Yeah. He actually needs his own podcast. Yeah, no, he's yeah, he's not sharing with anyone else. He's yeah. got to be a whole two-hour time slot. Yeah, just him in the camera, that's it. No oh, yeah. Nah, no other protagonist. Yeah. Just, yeah, <laughs> we're just asking questions from behind the camera. You're like, no dramas. You go, don't ask me the questions, I ask the questions. Yeah, I'll ask myself the questions. <laughs> I um, ask the questions. Rocky, uh, Rocky, uh, I was going to say, we're talking about Rocky today. Um, oh, you have a cousin named Rocky, so it doesn't matter. It could relate to yeah. back to it anyway. <laughs> He's loosely related to Sylvester Stallone. Uh, Pino's listening. Rocky Four is the best Rocky as well. Oh, good luck stepping foot into my house. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) good luck walking. So Rocky Four is Russian. Yeah, in Russia. No, three, three is my favorite. What Club Lang? Hey, Club Lang. No, uh, Hulk Hogan, Mr. T. Yeah, Yeah, Club Lang. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's Rocky Four. It's Rocky Four, Mm. If he dies, he dies. (laughs) Yeah, I must break you. Yeah, Yeah, movie Republica (laughs) next year. <laughs> no, yeah. it all it all um yeah stemmed from my old man. He was riding bikes before he drove a car, sort of thing, and grew up around bikes. Loved anything that went fast. Fell in love with Suzuki, and then yeah, just as a young kid, being able to get on the back of the bike and then understand what racing was and following MotoGP. A mm. uh, little bit of super bikes back then, not as much as now. Uh, and obviously meeting all the dads mates who were into track days and stuff like mm. that. I used to go as a kid and just rip their tire warmers off and for me that was the world so you know always wanted to ride Phillip Island that was the biggest dream of mine and yeah so I just fell in love from there and started watching the racing more and more tried to get to Phillip Island when I could otherwise just watching it on the TV waking up you know trying to stay up late falling asleep yeah. watching it the next morning um, recapping through like Instagram and Facebook and stuff coming up through that sort of you know time yeah it's because it's big for big being big thing for motorsport yeah 100 percent. you know trying to find highlights on youtube yeah back then there wasn't much you know it was just the photo and then like someone commentating behind it so yeah just sort of fell in love from there and obviously italian household had to be a big rossi fan yeah still a big rossi fan no biaggi fans 
anyone with the green, white, red, mate, they're good to me. So, <laughs> no, we don't. It was always Rossi. It was never Piaggi, but... Oh, um, poor guy. I don't think many people like him, eh? Hey? <laughs> Jesus. He likes himself, though. Bit of a Lorenzo-type operator. Oh, yeah, I they're good mates, those two. Oh, that explains a lot. Yeah, they are. <laughs> that explains a hell of a lot. You wouldn't be able to get a word in. You'd be like, I'm the best. No, I'm the best. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then cars, same thing. You know, family friends with cars and... VK Brockies yeah, and one colour VK blue blue uh, <laughs> the blue one oh yeah <laughs> um, and it's the same thing you know just I just again like I said liked anything that went quick and was different and started following F1 and fell in love with Kimi Raikkonen true um, and just followed the Iceman all the way through just sort of he's a man yeah he's a legend you know I just love the way he, he sort of was in interviews and that sort of cold not much bit of a oh you wouldn't say larrikin, but you know that that kind oh, very of very unique, yeah, yeah, unique persona. Yeah. And just fell in love with that, and and then obviously the love grew from there. To then Max Verstappen, so anyone that's um, at the peak of their powers, sort of, yeah, that just kills it mm. and has that sort of killer instinct. I always sort of was drawn to, and yeah, just sort of loved, loved it, and fell in love with it, and become more into it. Obviously, since we started this and even through COVID I think because we didn't have much to do just oh, man. followed it a lot more closely through the whole week. it was a saviour wasn't it it was so. definitely yeah it definitely was like it was one the way, and we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago it was a one thing to look forward to 100% you know and I think that got me more into the free practices the qualifying yeah. rather than just watching yeah. race day so yeah. um, blessing in disguise is a silver lining to everything so mm. don't you know it's crazy that 2020 season though on MotoGP it was like full of so many ups and downs when we're all watching it yeah. from home like you had Marquez obviously injury he was cooked for a whole year then everyone thought Fabio Quattararo was just going to run away with it he wins both Jerez and then does really nothing yeah, had one more win after that, and that was it. Yeah, and then you had one me obviously take it out, and then I think that was the same year in 2020 they had that massive crash in Austria. Yeah, with Rossi yeah, and, um, and Vinales. Vinales and, and, and Zarco. I think Vinales also had a brake failure on the yeah, and the second race. Yeah, had to jump off the bike. Just, yeah, that, that was the best racing. It in, was amazing. God, yeah, that was unbelievable, wasn't it? I think it goes back to what we said about this year. If you take Verstappen out, it yeah. makes for great racing. Yeah. You know, it was the same thing. You took the best mm. out and, and got great racing. So, mm. but yeah, just, you know, loved it all from there. Like I said, loved anything with a bike and yeah. working oh, in the industry. And that's, you know, that's how I met James. And yeah. Yeah, true. That's how, yeah. Uh, I like what you said about um, watching someone at the peak of the powers. I reckon in motorsport, watching someone, sometimes it can be boring, but. When someone's like on and they're on their peak of the powers, if it's um, yeah, it's interesting because like, you don't really know when the peak is either. True. So you true. look back at it like, is this the peak for Stappen, or is he going to win another four championships? That's right. And um, then you know you see someone like uh, Marquez through his peak; he was so unbeatable. Or, yeah. Or Valentino in like '03, we shared that post I think this morning um, about how unbeatable he was. Um, you know Casey Stoner or Max Verstappen or Michael Schumacher like you just you don't know but when you see them on even like a Lorenzo I never appreciated it but in you like, don't appreciate you know, it till after you don't appreciate it till 10 years after and I've finally gotten over him beating Rossi but um, like that I always speak about it that Magello race where he just took off and everyone get, you know to, did a 3 second lead within a couple laps and then held those yeah. silky smooth and held, held those lap times 
it's it's probably still for me one of the best performances ever on a MotoGP bike mm. was that mm. by Lorenzo and as much as you know everyone gives him shit so was that that's fif- incredible was that 15 it would have been I actually reckon it was like 20 between 2010 or 2012 oh way, way back it was early yeah because I remember Ben Spees was commentating because he was injured yeah. and he had a really good anal- analysis on the um, on the race and how he got out out in the lead as well and just just put the burners on everyone yeah he was like on like it was like on a train like a rail man like just he was in between that little slot nothing was was stopping him he was pretty good around there too yeah he was and it suited Yamaha yes it did back then what about you Curdy? me where did it all start from for you for motors but you obviously um, into riding riding bikes on the road that was recent Uh, grew up in Canberra so actually didn't see a lot of MotoGP it was in the periphery but it wasn't actually something I was actually properly looking at it was V8 supercars I was actually watching right okay so Peter Brock Craig Lowndes uh, Brocky and then Jamie Winkup coming up in Craig Lowndes kind of mentoring him um, but my parents were big Rossi fans okay big Rossi fans they'd watch you alright mate that's better that's better yeah oh, yeah. I'm gonna do it this way now <laughs> Um, you know, oh. big Rossi fans, big Rossi fans. Uh, they'd watch it all the time. Okay. Uh, and then Formula One with Schumacher, they'd love watching that. And then whenever we went on to like a trip to Europe, for instance, then we'd always, if we were to make a stop to Italy, it'd be in the middle of Formula One season. And we'd always go to a bar when Ferrari was either in the lead or at the very last, essentially. And we'd just sit by and we'd wait for at least a few old codgers to come in and either be happy as hell that Ferrari's in the lead or absolutely pissed that they were not in the lead <laughs> and it was the funniest sight to ever watch and we just leave because we're just like that's our little form of entertainment for today <laughs> oh man it's amazing that country isn't it like they're just fanatical so passionate, so passionate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but a lot of European countries are, they uh, are. Yeah, you're right they, they are, are but they I are. don't think the Italians for, man for the I don't t- think anyone beats the Italians like the other yeah. European countries are more fanatical about a rider not a team yeah I guess so like but no... then, but then, look at the Italians of Rossi. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, they they get fanatical, especially at Mugello. Yeah, yeah. Like before he retired, the whole bloody hills were just covered in fucking uh, yellow. Yellow mm. everywhere. You'd walk down, not the pits, but just the entrance through the farmlands, and it's just every tent is Rossi, Rossi, mm. Rossi, Rossi. Absolutely mental. But the last couple of years since riding, I've been getting a bit more into MotoGP. Like, it was always in the periphery, but now it's kind of getting more and more frontline and center with me. Yeah, I think once you jump on a bike, you realize how fucking crazy these guys are as well. Like, it is just... And, like, I always... We talk about this going to a track day at Phillip Island and, like, going to that first corner. And, like, I I wouldn't know what to fucking do. (laughs) Well, he's the man to ask. Yeah. He's done it before. Yeah. He got to do a whole day whole day oh Phillip Island yeah that was great fun got to watch a good friend of mine crash on the track day as well <laughs> what happens <laughs> happens oh mate it was a depressing trip on the way back fucking depressing good <laughs> fun though didn't get much out of him on the way back nah she was dead quiet and I was oh. like you alright and she's like I'm fine I'm like you're not fine oh, you're no. depressed as shit she's like no no I'm like this is depressing right now. It's uh, bad. Bit overconfident going into Siberia. Siberia, mate. Yeah. yeah. It's on video. Siberia. It's a tricky corner, isn't it? Too much handful of a break, I reckon. A little off camber there, Curdy? Nah, it went too hard on the inside. Realised, put on the front brake and dumped the bike. Uh, Nearly got run over by a dude. Mm. <laughs> yep. That's pretty gnarly. Maybe we can clip it in. <laughs> <laughs> so have we got footage? There's yeah, footage. Oh, my God, Curdy, please. <laughs> <laughs>
Curtis, please. <laughs> um, yeah, well, fucking how crazy. And what bike do you have now, Curtis? You got a... I've got two bikes. Yep. So MT-03 is what I've been riding majority of the time, and I've been riding the Street Fighter V2 recently. Nice. And that thing is both scary and fun. And what did you ride at the track day? The MT-03. Okay. And it was absolutely a blast to catch up to a CB1000 on the corners, especially at Miller and Siberia and wave at them. Mm. And then at, when you get to the chicane and after Lugie Heights, when you get to the last corner and they just go by again waving at you and you're like, fuck, all right, game on. Yeah, it's interesting that my neighbor Daniel took his V2 to Phillip Island on a track day and there's some guys in like thousand you know, liter bikes and they yeah. were like, they had full gas down the straight and as you got off the peak, they used to, they took the throttle off because it was just like going way yeah. too fast. And he said he was just taking, he was just, Repassing them again, well, so. it, one thing that like you don't some people don't know with just riding bikes in general is like if you get on a really big bike thousand cc for instance and you haven't ridden it often and you go from zero to 150 like that mm. your brain doesn't register it yeah. so you just all you see is images yeah, yeah not yeah. like just nice and fluid like frames per second like well over 120 frames per second your eyes can see much more than that but it's just stop stop frames yeah and your brain goes what the hell what am, am i doing yeah, yeah how where's the corner how you know what do i do next like yeah you go into a bit of a panic mode that's that's that was what i was experienced with the v2 for like the mm. first few rides i was like oh let's just see how it goes through marysville and doing 200 and going i can't see properly yeah mm. yeah, yeah. Let's back it off a bit mm. yeah it's amazing how your eyes adjust they say with like um this is off topic but like with the halo in the formula one the when once you concentrate on the road your eyes actually take the halo out they don't see it that's amazing because your eyes adjust your eyes adjust to it so it's all about your your mind adjusting to the we already do it with our nose i'm surprised he can do it with his (laughs) 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 clip it in clip it in I don't appreciate uh, that. Oh, mate. It's a sore sight. It's like watching Tony Abbott and the fucking budgie smuggler go on the beach. It's horrible. Every Tuesday, Thursday, I have to see it walk in, mate. He's got nothing. I got nothing. Oh, goodness. Rough. I got nothing. Oh, goodness. Well, luckily, we can edit this part out. <laughs> no, the cheap that's, editor. Yeah, that's cheap staying editor. in, mate. That is staying in. Um, fuck yeah, that's crazy. James, did you want to jump on some, some fan questions that we had? Oh, I don't have them. I've got them up here. Daniel's got them. So I've got a couple of questions from our story the other week. We're going to start with Mr. J. Pole's question. Is there any footage of Tom <laughs> slut dropping <laughs> at the Republic at Christmas party? Fuck. Not, not that I'm willing to give out. <laughs> that, again, that can be found on our Patreon. Yeah. There was a, it was an interesting night at Christmas party because for some reason we keep yelling out Will Minson's name. <laughs> yeah. He used to play AFL for Western Bulldogs. Get Minson off. Get him off. And then James even had the recording going. So I don't know what happened. We're 28, 29 years old, but fucking, we're still kids, aren't we? Yeah, that was rough, man. That was funny, but <laughs> I was fucking pissed. Yeah. yeah it was a big night. Um, and then fun. Tom hit the wall just instantly and that was it he was gone called it yeah yeah. I just overheated I think just fucking big, <laughs> diesel, big diesel truck just went up the hill too fast so these little fucking two strokes can, can, can go on forever but uh, setting up a bit of a storm yes good night though good <laughs> it was night. a great night yeah but yes there is some footage I don't think it'll see the light of day though yeah. <laughs> maybe Patreon maybe Patreon maybe maybe <laughs> Maybe, baby. Uh, Abby underscore LVR. Do you guys follow any sidecar racing or will you blokes cover the Isle of Man next year? Isle of Man, Man, 100% will cover. Yeah, we might have have something really special coming up for Isle of Man soon. We did touch on it a little bit this year, 
We were meant to have a live cross to uh, Dave oh, Superbike. True. Yeah, let us down. But um, yeah, we had a live cross, but it was it got the dates oh, mixed up. Yeah, you got the dates. He got us after dinner. Yeah, and we tried to do a screen recording, but then we couldn't get audio or something like that. So we learned from next year. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, definitely, it's an event that really interests us. And they, those guys are the fucking craziest guys. They're yeah, the, they're the they can mental. ride. Yeah, they're um, mental. They are. So definitely, we'll cover that this year. It's sort of one of those hard events to cover that I find like. There is five different categories, mm. uh, five different races, and sort of it happens over two weeks, so it's always hard to, to cover in one episode. And the coverage is always tough as well. Oh, the coverage is like a one-hour highlight show on fucking yeah. Stan Sport or something. Yeah, so. which would be hard anyway because like it's such a long track and a long race as it is. So, sidecar racing, uh, we may cover that a little bit in the Isle of Man segment, but it's not Correct. something that we. Um, yeah, I don't personally follow nah. it. I'm not going to lie. Mm. I've seen a bit of it at Broadford when I've gone. Yeah, they've had sidecars there, but yeah, I don't uh, actively follow it. But if there's anything that's cool, s- send us a DM and we'll check it out. Yeah, hundred percent. We're always to see some new stuff. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely. But the Isle of Man stuff is where it's at. Those guys are the craziest. Mm. There's such good, crazy footage out that there. It just sounds like more slave labor, you bastards. Katie, <laughs> <laughs> we love you. <laughs> uh, the next question is from David Petrocelli, and it is, do a garage tour of all the bikes you guys have. Uh, Motorsport Republic, a group ride. Ooh. I think that's a great idea. We could do a uh, group David, ride. Yeah. We can definitely organize a group for a ride. For yeah, I'll about... jump on something. That's fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I owned a... Uh, during the year, I bought a Tawono... Famously. What did I buy again? 11... Uh, Tawono V4. A yeah. Tawono V4, 1100. Uh, scared the fuck out of me. And I sold it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but, but you enjoyed riding it in your shorts and t-shirt. I enjoyed riding it around the block in shorts and t-shirt, but that was it. <laughs> and you got motion sickness on the <laughs> Like a puss. <laughs> Yeah, that was a very sooty thing for me to happen. So sorry about that. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, just didn't didn't connect well with the bike. But we'll we'll definitely get on something soon. I reckon. Too yeah. much front end chatter or something like that, bro. That thing it didn't like going at high speed. Did like going slow speed. I, 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 and I, the man riding it, you know, wasn't the most skilled person. So. Yeah, they're they're a handful of bikes. Yeah, so that's for sure. Fucking hell, like, man! He picked that up from Shepparton, and I was like, "Oh, I'll come with you. I'll ride it back." And I was like, 10 o'clock at night, yeah. riding oh. it from fucking Shepparton to Melbourne. I've never been so cold in my life, and I'm like sitting on this thing on the highway, like. <laughs> Just at a hundred k's an hour, whatever it is, and Tom's in his like nice warm key out in front of me. No, the best thing was no, I'm about to say, and I'm watching me swerving all over the road. But I'm using him; it's pitch black. I'm using him as a reference because he's got lights. I couldn't see fucking kangaroos everywhere. Oh, the bugs, oh, the bugs, bro. The bugs were fucked. Yeah. I couldn't see my vibe. I need yeah. a tear off. Yeah. I, I've, I've never been so cold in my life. Anyway, I'm using Tom as a reference. I've got trucks on the other side, and he's swerving all over the road and I'm like why is he swerving and I pull up next to him and on the dash he's got the fucking cricket on and Nathan Lyon got a wicket and he's celebrating in the car and I'm taking his bike home frozen cold for free did he shout oh he didn't shout your meal or anything I haven't got anything out of it no he does what friends do bruh that was 
fucked, man. That yeah. was a fucked experience. It sounded just fine on paper and terrible. <laughs> <in> <laughs> when you get there, you realise, oh, that's oh. wrong. I'll never do that. And I couldn't, man. I, I had just, I had summer gloves on, which is stupid. And I had just like winter thermals underneath. Yeah. Like, my hands, like, because it was so tight, my hands were fucking you couldn't cramping. Stop the, you couldn't stop the bike. Remember, you yeah. stopped at the server. You're like, I can't stop, I can't stop because your hands wouldn't work. Yeah, my hands. So I didn't have any brakes. Oh, my uh, God. That's fucked. Yeah. too funny, man. You guys are classics. <laughs> that was yeah, so great. dangerous. That was that's so stupid. But the guy who bought it off me, um, still keep in touch with him. Is he was actually a really nice guy. He's really enjoying the bike. So oh, that's, that's good. good. Yeah, it's good to hear. He uh, obviously had a little bit more skill than me. Ah, oh, mate, don't don't sell yourself short. But I'll get something a little. Um, I mean, like an MTO nine or something. Yeah, something like that. Well. I like that yeah. style of bike. That sort yeah. of you more, bit more, yeah, a bit more naked. upright, naked. upright, yeah. naked bike. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Curtis, you touched on it before, but you give us again what you've got. Yeah, uh, MTO. Th- Three Yamaha and a Street Fighter V2 in the storm green color. Yeah, nice. So similar to like the jacket, the jumper I'm wearing right now, essentially. Whoa. Yeah. We're a big boy biker, huh? It's pretty good. It's, I got my big boy pants on. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Jim. I've got a RM250 1999 model. Pick that up, fucking dirt cheap. Love, love that motorcycle. Scared the fuck out of me when I rode <laughs> it. Yeah, it's so much power. That thing was fuck. I had to ride it for him all day. Yeah, <laughs> should have got the one point one two five back. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just like um, I'm because it's an older motorcycle. My motocross skills are more refined to newer bikes. <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to get set up for me and stuff. And you know, Daniel can have the old farm. Bike we still haven't done the farm ride, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah, busy. You're still waiting on the throttle cable. <laughs> no way you are. No, no, I got it. I just oh, haven't done it yet. Still there you go. Um. <laughs> um, so I'm going to do I'm um, hoping that oh, I'll slowly do that up as a Jeremy McGrath replica it is a wicked bike though yeah so, it was cool. my first taste of like proper two stroke, two stroke and I, I shit myself too I was like this thing's way too much power yeah oh for where, what, what we're doing at the end it was fucked oh it was crazy man yeah it was just the front wheel I can't really save my life and this front wheel was coming off the ground I was like pooping them yeah and I was like what am I doing the clutch was pretty cooked on it yeah um, and a Street Triple Seven Six Five RS, which you guys all know, and that's a fun. That's an awesome bike. That does everything. Yeah, that yeah. is a really well-rounded bike, isn't that's it? Most well-rounded bike. Don't join yeah. the cult. Don't join the cult. <laughs> They're very popular. The Triumphs. Yeah. I know a lot of people. But like for everyday riding to work and just enough power, like, comfortable. Like I mean, uh, what else? You, what, yeah, what else do you buy? And you, know? you can do it on a track day on it, no stress. Yeah, you can go through the hills on it. Does Moto Two engine. Moto Two. Mm. It's a Moto Two engine. Yeah. Yeah, great bike. They've done so well with their um, their their, their that that sort of style of bike triumph. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Even in their learner, the six sixty is a really popular bike. Yeah, mm. I don't think they make it anymore, but don't I? I don't think so. But it's still super popular amongst. You agree, riders. Curtis? Or oh, triumph? Yeah. Uh, other than the electrical problems and Daytona <laughs> keyholes, you know, just getting robbed. Yeah, it's a pretty good bike. <laughs> <laughs> He's a hard man to please. He man. is. He is. He's a perfectionist. That's yeah. why we have him on board. That's, That's right. right. Exactly. So, what about you, Daniel? Uh, personally, I have a G6R 750 that I just picked up not long ago that I'm absolutely falling in love with. Um, CBR 600 F4i track bike that I'm trying to rebuild. Have you gotten the head bolts yet? Yeah, I got the head bolts. Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's just um, finding time. He's very busy. He's very busy man. man. Busy man. Yeah. Uh, fingers in a lot of pies. So, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> Keep her out of it. Who's, this? <laughs> Who's Mrs. Pie? <laughs> We've had a lot of uh, like love interest of Daniel over the pod so far. You know, We've kind of uh, gone through the journey of him being single. Yep. Um, there's been multiple questions, including today's, is maybe a homo <laughs> Hey, hey, that's Especially with totally that fine in. at this time and age. 
We completely support him. Oh, no, we completely support him. Oh, I appreciate yeah. it. Um, I can definitely confirm I am not, though. Uh, now, now he's got a lovely lady. Uh, he, sorry, ladies, he is taken. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll take that back. I don't want to cop a pan across the top of the head. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, a nice, lovely, another Italian lady. So, yeah. as you can imagine, very fiery. So, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah, good. I don't know if I'm going to get bashed or it's great, you know. <laughs> Keep it your toes, bro. That's yeah, it's yeah, good. Right. good. I like it, you know. He's, he's, crazy's good. That's right. So, uh, <laughs> it's just good to see Daniel's journey into manhood. Of- <laughs> manhood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Struggle. I got scared for a long time, oh, man. Yeah. I'm a bit scared. Well, it's quite funny throughout the year going back to your bikes um, you bought this Suzuki Jigsaw but you didn't want to release it to the yeah, public and I, I had little nuggets throughout the year remember little yeah, nuggets yeah. he used to throw yeah. in his head yeah yeah and um, it was quite that was a quite funny um, humorous anecdote throughout the year yes yeah <laughs> which one was that your Jigsaw oh the Jigsaw yeah yeah sorry, Fuck, sorry, sorry. Going on? <laughs> my apologies I'm a bit scattered he's overheating yeah, yeah, he's it's, had a big it's, week it's hot, it's hot in this onesie um, but yeah got the G6R got the CBR um Still got the Ducati Monster that I'm trying to sell. But you've been trying to sell this for fucking a year and a half. <laughs> Lamb's Just the price, Daniel. If any, I have. If anyone's interested, hit me up. Um, and then a, a mixture of dirt bikes that we share between my old man, my brother and I. So yeah, nice. 450 Honda, 250 KDM, which is awesome. Um, yeah, okay, that's good. Uh, yeah. so that's heaps of fun. And a 450. Oh, 450 EXE, that's a Motard as well. Mm. So yeah, there's a bit around the house. So cool. It keeps us busy. Um, but yes, Motorsport Republic group ride. We should definitely organise something. Um, that's a that's a great idea. So yeah, we'll definitely throw that on the. I'll socials. take the I'll take the Ducati Monster. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Mm. Go for gold. Absolutely. I'll bid it. You can claim it on insurance. <laughs> <laughs> insurance job done. No, she, don't say that. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> for insurance purposes, that was a joke. Uh, <laughs> this is from James Burge. Can we make Tom talk? <laughs> For four minutes and seventeen seconds, um, specifically about World Superbike. Oh, I'm happy to give it shit for fucking four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I think Curtis is going to get the timer up for us, so uh, feel free to go. For four, How long was it? Four minutes. Four minutes and seventeen seconds. Seventeen. Got it, mate. Um, Three, two, go, mate. So my only problem with it is the lack of. I'm not going to say lack of talent, but I would say almost lack of marketing. That's a fucking great call, actually. Like, I'm not yeah. going to be honest. Nothing. Like, have you ever seen a World Superbike commercial? Actually, you know what? Um, Kawasaki never marketed Jonathan Ray in this country when he won his five titles or six titles yep. on the trot. Nothing for a ZX10. And then I was selling them back in the day. He couldn't give the things away, even though it won five world titles in a row. Mm-hmm. So, great point. Yeah. They yeah, well, it. 100%. Like, and he was the king of of World Superbikes for so many years. Well, I was having a chat with someone today. It was a couple of those. There wasn't really much around him to fight, so... Too many ra- too much racing, okay? I don't need fucking four ra- three races in one weekend, right. okay? Two races is more than enough, all right? Do a... do If they want to do something different in pole, do a fucking super pole, um, like a top 10 shootout, be a supercars. What about know? super pole race on the Saturday and then both ra- go back to both races on the Sunday, traditional? No, because they need to bring the people to the event. That's the whole reason they're doing it. Mm. It's because no one's going. So they have to put a race on the Saturday. <laughs> That's true. You look at Assen. Yeah. I saw Assen this year. There was like six people on a fucking three-legged dog. Okay, there. so you have to put you have to put, uh, you have have to to put put the race on the Saturday because otherwise no one's going to go. Like, who's going to go watch fucking the Super Wars like practice? You know, <laughs> fucking hell. They don't even televise it on the Friday. Do they even televise it? <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. Uh, I actually don't think they, they, don't. Do. they don't. So, one, two, three, five good points. Um, <laughs> how much have I got left? Two, oh, mate, we've got two minutes. Um, but this year, we will might see something we've got top rack on a different 
bike. Yeah, BMW. BMW. Yeah. We've got Johnny Ray on a different bike. Yamaha, yeah. Batista's going to have fucking... He's going to have extra, um, ballast put on his bike because he's too yeah, small. So, extra seven kilos. So we'll see what happens there. And I'm... You know any? Yeah, yeah well, he's going to finish 12th every race. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not a bad shout, <laughs> yeah. honestly. Um, yeah, just... Yeah, he's just not... He's just going to be forgotten about mid-season. But yeah, I mean, we're going to go, so... That's going to be the most exciting thing. I hope you walk into the paddock and then just people start punching Tom. <laughs> Imagine that. I'll, put, I'll, I'll set up a stand. I'll be like, change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Superbikes his ass. Change my mind. Well, like, it can be good. And we know it can be good. But like... It's owned by MotoGP. It's run by Dorna. Yeah, hmm. but, but the thing is, why would I watch... Uh, why would I watch stock car racing when I can watch V8 supercars? Okay, why do I why do I watch a, a lesser more less technological thing than I than I could watch, you know? If I look at V8 supercars versus F1, two different cars. Correct. But the MotoGP bike, the World Superbike, I look this for the for the common person look exactly yeah. the same. Okay. World oh. Superbikes. World Superbikes is still a road going by. Yeah. Correct. But if I'm if if I get Joe Blow picking on the screen, they go, oh, what's going around the fucking. What's going on? Oh, track, yeah, Tracy, it's like they're all going to say look the same, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you have a V8 supercar and an F1 car, they look completely different. Yeah. So there's, they're always going to have that challenge. They're just a lesser techn- technologically advanced. Sport. 100%. I think it's more for the purists. Yeah. Like diehards. They used to be massive. But back, in the, be. but back in the 90s, you were starved of stuff. That's why it was big. Mm. Now we have so much coverage of MotoGP. We've got other categories. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I think it was too. The bike back then, people loved bikes, bike riding. And we have this discussion a lot. It was a lot different. It was a lot more in style. I guess you could say like it was cooler. Whereas now it's probably not as popular. Yeah. Yeah. What's going people, on with the community? Is people, it just a bit too many? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's for a different uh, conversation. I think maybe yeah. off, maybe off air because you got the oldies that still like it. And I think for them, what it was was shit. I can buy that bike. Yeah. You know, especially then it was a lot of seven fifties, and then it eventually moved up through to the thousands. So, yeah. That yeah. Was, that was the thing with V eight supercars. Essentially, is Ford or Holden. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. why V eight is nowhere now as yeah. well. The, that's the simplest explanation is what you just said. Yeah. It's the I can go and buy a Holden, I can go buy a Ford. I, it's my brand. Like it's a yeah. str- like I know Ford's not, but it was. We felt like it was our our. We made our own the own cars here. So well, yeah, the Falcons, which is like uniquely Australian. So. But anyway, World Superbikes do better. Beautiful. That's your four minutes <laughs> four seventeen. Minutes 17. Seconds. Oh my god! Beautiful. Did well. Spot on. Um, next question. Oh no. From Ben Dannerman, our good friend Mark Danby. <laughs> Mark Dandy as Tom calls him constantly. <laughs> why is so, why is Tom such a tard? Jealous. He's jealous. <laughs> he's jealous. No, he's um a bit angry when you brought up the Ayers and Senna. Yeah, he did. You cracked it. Yeah, he did. Even though he said bring it up on the pod. <laughs> oh, shut up, you thong for him, fatty. <laughs> <laughs> he's got him. Oh, kitty. Yeah, but yeah, me. so so any oh. any response? Do you know why or? Uh, Do you agree with the statement? Uh, look, obviously I agree. He's restarted as fuck. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe he's a bit jealous. You know, he's pretty good at proving a point, though. Uh, Bandana man, he does. Mark Dandy, if you are listening to this, you are sending me messages at five a.m. So I don't know what the fuck you're doing at five a.m. I'm, I'm personally running. I'm, <laughs> I'm going for a run. I'm going to the gym. Better than everyone, obviously. Nah, all jokes aside, Dandy is a fucking. I love Dandy. I reckon yeah. he's a great bloke, yeah, and he. 
He is a wealth of knowledge, and I don't think we've even cracked the surface of what he yeah, has to offer. No, we definitely haven't. And he's been a big supporter of us since day yeah. one. Might yeah. get him back on through Jan or Feb or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. Get, definitely get him back he on. He definitely means his word, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And He, he can't um, bullshit him, that's for sure. Nah. And some of the photos he sends of him with, like, sitting down with, um, you know, Mika Hakkinen and... Oh, it's great. Know. So many great stories and, over the years. And he's in the pits with Hamilton when he won his champion, like, crazy stuff. So, yeah, I'll take it. That's fine. Because we're go- we're go- we're go- I'll use and abuse him throughout the next year or so. Yeah. so. Very good. I'm going to leave this question to last. It's probably one of the better ones. It was a ones. serious one, was it? Uh, yeah, it's quite a good question. Uh, this is good for um, D. Bernhardt. What do you think the future looks like for Jack Miller? Ooh, this is a great question. This is great, a brilliant great question. Great question. I think we should, we should all have our opinion on it. Yep. Starting with James. Uh, Jack Bl- Miller's future for me is he's got like one last year on KDM yep and then he's either gonna go to Gas Gas um is he good at developing a bike has he got a proven no, strength in that I don't think so cause I, don't I think know. he helped a little bit with that launch device on the Ducati okay. from Ducati to KDM I think he's a lot smarter than what people give him credit yeah, for yeah we are we are pretty tough on him but just purely on his future and what's around him you got a Costa. He's just going to take his spot. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's just inevitable. It's, no, it's inevitable. Does he go to Gas Gas? Does Aprilia, as we always say, going to boot? Um, are they going to boot? What's his name? And what's his name? Vinales. He gets another and factory ride. Maybe, maybe he gets a factory ride on Aprilia. Doesn't mean he's, he's raced for every manufacturer. It's just, just about, except Suzuki. Except, or Suzuki's not around. And, and Yamaha. Yamaha. And Yamaha. Yeah. So, or I could see him also going to World Supers because the dude loves <laughs> racing. Yeah, yeah, gone then. Fuck. Um, it's World Super Sports, the real. Uh, they put him out in the paddock to rot. <laughs> With the nuclear power plant. Yeah, yeah. Check, check track. Um, <laughs> mo, 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 what's it called? Mo, most, most, mo, terrible most, name most, as well. Most, um, most, most. That's probably yeah. I, I just see. I can't see him. Something he has to win three races next year and the rest I mean mm. you know like he's got to be a title he's not going to win three races next year I know he's not mm. but not like, with the fucking Ducatis and Mark Marquez on the Ducati and just yeah and Binder like Binder's just outperforming him every weekend so. it, yeah and I want him as, we need him on the grid because it's good for the grid when there's Aussies on there like when there's Americans on the grid I think it's good for the sport same mm. with Japanese we, we give them heaps of shit but it's, it's good for the yeah. sport doesn't really matter, I don't think. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Japanese manufacturers are good for the sport, not much else. Yeah, and they're fine. Yeah, struggling and they're well. struggling. I mean, I wouldn't really care if Takagami sort of drifted off to super. Yeah, but like, like you know, a cool guy like Noah Kabe back in the day. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's different. Yeah, a different story. Though. Bloody electrical problems. Curtis, um, <laughs> what are your thoughts? I honestly think he should not look towards podiums and look more towards being a wingman for whoever he's going to be paired up with. That's what he's always done. He was a caddy role. Yeah, he was very good at caddy. Here's the thing: he goes backwards. He doesn't go forwards. He goes backwards. Like in Mugello, for instance, this was this year or last year. um, I think it was third or fourth. I think, and he was just holding everyone else back while the people ahead him were just going ahead. That's every race. Every race, yeah. And if his teammate was up there, geez, it'd be absolutely great. Mm. Yeah, he must have been. Out, he must have lost so many positions off the start. Maybe even more than Vinales in some races. The only time I enjoy it is when I see him going past uh, Paco Bagnaia and just giving him the fucking wave and going, "Hey, how you doing?" And then you go right back past him again. The first time, you're like, for fuck's sake. Yeah, that's um, funny. Uh, it's, oof. 
I'm eager to see if like Envy Agusta gets involved because KDM did purchase them out last year, I believe. If any of that ever actually comes to light, if mm. it's Moto Two, if they ever do go to Moto GP, I think Moto GP need another manufacturer just to like, mix things up again. Yeah, they do. Add another KTM to the board and just kind yeah. of put Jack maybe down there, maybe. Uh, yeah, no, not really. I wouldn't put him on an Aprilia. No, nah. Like he's got, here's the thing with Jack Miller. He's got the personality and the charisma just to be in front of the camera. And there's people who love him. Mm. Viva Miller. That's that's mm. a brand right there. Yeah, just yeah. Chuck it and go. Yeah. I don't see MotoGP like Dorna just wanting to get rid of him. Like he's not the greatest, but he has a personality where people go, "I want the merch." I, I definitely think there's a level of that. Definitely, yeah. Because yeah. like you look at Ricardo in uh, in F1 as well. Like same thing. They same thing. They like F1 would have done everything to get Ricardo yeah. back in that seat yeah. as well. Like and they just a conversation. Of I'd, from you know from Dorna to the team saying we want him in like what do we have to do? I'd honestly want to keep Jack Miller a part of KDM but not factory. Yes, mm-hmm. so gas, gas. keep him something on a bike that has a fun, adventurous, spontaneous bike. So KTM and Aprilia like the only two brands I see is that kind of marketing style. Mm. Well, yeah, and he's got the pace. He's hundred percent got the pace. Oh, he just can't keep pace. it over a no. Grand Prix. But yeah. there's going to be three spots. I I assume there's going to be three spots open on that Aprilia. In 2024, I mean, Mavic's gone, Alicia's gone, and Raul Fernandez is gone, and that's three fucking good spots. Now, would you take Gas Gas or what's what's a Star Trek Racing, whatever the fuck they call Track House Racing? Oh, Track House. Mm. I'll, I'll take the Gas Gas if it was me, mm. and keep him instilled in that family. Yeah. But if you've got a factory Aprilia gig with like a Quattararo, I don't. Do I think that's going to happen? Probably, Probably not. He's going to have to win races for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean probably, the other thing is KDM's gonna have to leave room for their next young gun to come through. I know Acosta obviously is that guy, but they they're gonna want to leave that gas gas as their, you know their their yeah, rookie feeder, team. Yeah, it's a feeder bike. I actually see him going back to like an LCR. Yeah, because well, he's, he's had Zarco for two years. Yeah, still. I had this conversation with someone today. Yeah. yeah, so he's got that relationship obviously with Luca Cicinelli. He started his career there. Uh, Stragalithia started with yeah Mark Vidias. Yeah. Yep. Um, that's sort of that's where I see him, but yeah, who knows what what the go is there? I mean, do we do we think? I mean, how cool would the Zarco Miller team be if they finally get fucking uh, when are they? Not Japanese, yeah, yeah not Japanese. They Zarko got to keep that Itamitsu, yeah, sponsor. They got that Itamitsu money. Mm. Ayagura is fucking man enough to go and manage GP next year. That's year true. after. That's very true. What do you think, Daniel? Yeah, look, I don't think he'll be in factory KDM. And it might even be hard to get a gas gas ride because KDM's plan is for Vietti to come through in 2025. Hence why they signed him mm. to so the factory throat. team in Moto2. So, so, like Curtis said, unless KDM get another spot on the grid, whether it's MV Augusta, whether it's Husqvarna, or whatever they want to label it as, I can't see him being there. Maybe he goes to Yamaha if they don't pull their shit together and Fabio leaves. That's because no one else would want to go on that bike. Mm-hmm. Maybe he gets a lifeline there. I, if I was a Prilly, I wouldn't be chasing him because you got too too many guns coming up mm. from below. That's mm. going to be biting tooth and nail, fighting tooth and nail to get those spots. So, yes, he will be there, just not on a factory bike. And then I think it'll be a last sort of hurrah for him, one or two years, and that's it. I can't see him doing much else. Yeah, it was funny at the end of this year because like it seemed like they everyone sort of stayed the same except Polo Spargo. That was the only yeah, change. Right. He yeah. came in, Acosta obviously swapped, but 
like Morbidelli got a lifeline where he probably didn't deserve yeah, it 100%. on a fucking amazing bike. That's right. Yeah. Did you, to a certain extent, got a lifeline? Obviously, had a great last six races, but yeah, it was funny. It's sort of hard to crack into that that MotoGP field. They it, ra- it they'd really rather is. go for experience rather than a yeah exactly a fresh rider. Yeah, that look. That's probably where it saves him, but. It's just too hard to see. If he has another year like this, I get it. First year on the bike, but man, like you got to be close to Binder, and that's bloody hard. Like mm, yeah, the yeah. dude's a freak. Yeah. So He'll he's gonna have pinata. Yeah, he's gonna have guys like Acosta breathing down his neck. Potentially Mark Marquez breathing down his neck to go to Red Bull oh, he's, KDM. He's gonna breathe down many. Pitches. So yeah, it's just gonna be a tough one for him. He's got to have a stellar year, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Which sucks because we love him, and like I said, mm. for the personality. Mm. It's great for the sport. It's just super marketable, brings people in, but it's just so frustrating because we know how good he mm. is and he can be and he's shown it before. I do feel sorry for Jack in a sense though because he has. He seems to always be like a bit of a whipping boy and I, I think I think he deserves a lot more credit than what he's, than what he's got. Like He's still a multiple race winner on yeah. different manufacturers. He's put it on pole. He's put it on consistent podiums. He's been on a factory Ducati. Um, he is like a legitimate MotoGP star and, you know, a future legend of the sport. Like, he still won races. Like, he's still going to be a person you're going to remember 30, 40, 50 years down the line. Oh, he's... That's a big call, James. Massive call. That's a big call. But as if you don't remember... Pope. Pope Miller. Uh, riders <laughs> from 20 years ago that still won races. Yeah, I guess, but I don't know. He's got to do something. Legends a big word. Le- Legends a massive. Call. Okay, yeah, maybe not like MotoGP. We'll remember him because he's Aussie. Yeah, that, I think that's his saving grace for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, um, yeah, I'm not. Wouldn't call him a MotoGP legend just yet. Yeah, I he's guess got, he's got to do enough. a lot more. Hmm. If he gets into the double digit race wins, then we can maybe have that conversation. How many has he won? Three, four. Uh, I think four. I think three with Ducati. You got to remember as well. He had every chance at the Valencian Grand Prix. Yeah, he was yeah, he leading did. with like but, but seven laps to go. But standard, he just fucking throws it down the road. Mm. The KDM just didn't look like obviously Binder had trouble in that corner as well. It just obviously just didn't click in that corner. Yeah, that direction change, you know. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's my fungulo. Yeah, beyond me, beyond me. But fingers crossed, he can pull something out of the bag and he stays. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, bloody eyes. I reckon, he's, he'll, I reckon he'll be on the grid in 2025. Yeah, I'm oh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he still will. I think we all agree on that. Just. Yeah, yeah I'm contradicting myself, but yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> next question is from good friend of ours, Lukey Luke. Uh, <laughs> what type of recording equipment do you guys use? Do you think it needs an upgrade? Yes. <laughs> well, we have had a couple of comments with our recording equipment. We are uh, we're wanting... We try our best. We do try our best. We are still very raw, so please bear with us. Yeah. Uh, we are doing some research, though, into... Uh, a new audio recorder and whatnot. So Next yes, year. Luke, apologies. Um, so we did have something special coming, but we will have that again in the new year, hopefully. Um, but we will. We are aiming to get all that rectified and sorted, so we have no technical issues or little to no <laughs> technical issues moving forward because it is very frustrating oh, for myself and issues. for Curtis and Jim, who are you know seem to pull our weight, unlike some. <laughs> 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 yes it does need an upgrade Luke I appreciate the question um, another foolish dude which is the best finish of a race mine is Melandry 2006 Australian GP 
Yes, I 100 million percent. Like celebration Celebration, wise? yeah. Mm, yeah, it has to be, doesn't it? That's the one in memory, and that will be remembered forever. I think it is. I think that you can't go past that. I think my, that is the best. My other memories of, uh, like, those last lap dashes in, in, in Austria. Yeah. Mm, uh, with Marquez and yep. Divizioso. Like, that for me was unbelievable. The last lap in Silverstone with Alex, Alex Rins. Rins. Yeah, I was going like, to say Like, that, that was... I don't think I've ever been so fucking happy at the end of a race. Yeah, because he pipped him. He pipped him, yeah. and, like, it didn't look like he... It was a fucking... Yeah. It was nine tenths or a second behind going to the last sector. Like, yeah, oh, it's it was, done, it's you know? Done. Yeah, it was a good and race. And just that. put it on the line, and, oh, that was... That, for me, was just the best. Yeah. I, I think the best... Yes, it's Melandry, but for me, still the best finish of any Grand Prix race has to be uh, Crivier doing. Oh, oh yeah, 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 spectacular yeah, yeah. track yeah, in yeah. Jerez. Yeah. I think yeah, that crazy. was just I had the, every type of element ever. I was in Crivier's home track doing touches him, but doesn't touch him. He high sides and takes a win. Like, yeah, that was incredible. that was unbelievable, wasn't it? That was nuts. I liked if we're talking celebrations. Rossi getting up and playing the violin. Yeah, Donington. Uh, yep, yeah. in the wet. Uh, Biaggi when everyone was giving him shit saying he couldn't wheelie and almost looped <laughs> oh, it. Oh, true. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So if we're going that was amazing, wasn't it? He's like up, it was, it was 12 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <sighs> he was over 12 yeah. o'clock. That, so yeah, if we're talking purely on um, celebrations, they're some of the some of the most memorable. Rossi, whenever he did a bow, uh, and then when he got off the bike in South Africa. Yeah. What about uh, Marquez when he did the dance like this? Yeah, the flossing. <laughs> yeah, that was fucking terrible. <laughs> it's better than fucking Peko's shitty um, it- three-pointer, non-three-pointer. <laughs> oh, man, that was oh, I don't give his oh, and, and Zarko. He, I guess it's yeah. a celebration, but yeah, the, the backflip's always yeah. Well, you guys were there for that live. Yeah, like, yeah for his we were GP literally one. Like 20 metres away. Yeah, that's crazy. crazy. Lorenzo Land was good back in the day. Nah, he wouldn't have liked it back then. I didn't, but I appreciate it now. And him almost drowning in the um, Phillip Island. He should have. Fucking in the water. Was it Phillip Island? He jumped in the water. Was was like I thought he jumped in the water at Phillip Island. Nah, Spain somewhere. Spewed with a front rock at him. (laughs) I'm sure it was harass. Yeah, or something like that. It was when he had the space suit on. Yeah, that at Barcelona. Uh, it wasn't wasn't celebrations for me, but it was more of just the aftermath of who won, and that was Mugello 2016, when yep. Lorenzo and Marquez first and second, and Rossi's engine cocked. Oh, down. Yeah. That was such a 14th lap, race. and every hillside was just yellow or blue. It's and crazy that like his engine blew because it never happens. And literally it happened to Lorenzo in yeah. practice, so he had a different yeah. he had a different uh, engine. So yeah, Yamaha have, thing. Too at many the fifteenth lap, you could see a wave of yellow just leaving. Yeah, leaving. And then once Lorenzo Very won, it was the Italians were already a bit pissed. Now you've just put oil on the fire, and they're just catatonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. absolutely horrifically ignited and they just want to fucking deck someone and it's a 5k walk from the track to the train station it's 32 degrees by the way were you busy? oh it was bad it was bad were you sweating? yeah I was in shorts and shirt and I was like this is shit and there was cars like fucking trying to get out of the place people walking and there was bikes going between the cars and the pedestrians just walking over and people were starting fights Left, right, and center, and I'm like, geez, this is Guido's man. This, it, you think it couldn't get worse? We get to the train station, we're waiting about 10 15 minutes, and the train arrives at a different station after the instructor said we we're at the right one, and there's no shade. Train comes, all the guys are on the station are just looking at the instructor, and they're just like, yeah, you're next. Train goes, and literally, don't care about going underneath the underpass, they go over the train station just to grab the guy's badge. 
Oh. And just hands in the air for the next <laughs> 10 <laughs> minutes. Train finally comes around about 40 minutes later. We're fucked. We get into the train. Just a mosh pit. Oh, this was about three or four in the afternoon. It was bad. And everyone's just literally like, if Give there was no space. Brother. There was no space. It was just a mosh pit in there. It was a sauna. <laughs> shit out. The thing is, is once you get him going, you can't get him back. No. <laughs> That's a it's, rare, like, it's like a Theo Von quote. It's like a Def Jack Russell. <laughs> So Curtis Magello is his best <laughs> It was just like, That's oh, this is, this is bloody great. Got out of the train. And everyone's like calmed down at that point. Oh, oh shout out Cattle on your own nine. That was a good finish too. Oh, oh yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah, how true. are we not fucking talking about that? Yeah, just the goat true. doing goat things. That is uh, very much a goat doing goat things. So Second goat, maybe. What else we got? Maybe. We'll see what happens next year. Bruh. Uh, and last question from Frank Woods. Would Motorsport Republica consider starting a racing team at some point? Ooh. Who would be in it and what would they do? All right, that's so a, just, that's the final it, question. just as a hypothetical, is this just a hypothetical? Obviously, it's a hypothetical right now, but like, do I just, am I choosing people on the current grid? However you want to do it, Was man. that the good question you were waiting for? That, yeah. Okay. Uh, for me, it would be... If it was my perfect team, it would be a Honda... So you're going to MotoGP? MotoGP. Oh. Bro, what are you Brother, talking about? You think I'm World fucking... World Superbike? CF Moto Moto 3? Come on, get out of here. This is fucking... <laughs> Superbike. Yeah, you're going to choose a fucking V2 Panigale and Supersport Niccolo Bulligan mop. Fucking get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, you got the fucking... You got the knee <laughs> slider. Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, uh, fan of the pod. Um... <laughs> I haven't good seen it yet though. <laughs> Bring it in or nah? <laughs> I went to do its boot, nah. Nah, nah, it's lost. <laughs> oh fuck! Imagine. Um, yeah, it has to be Honda. Uh, oh, Marquez, Marquez, and Acosta for me. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, older than you, Curtis. Fuck, I'd like to get a Kawasaki team in. Yeah, right. Interesting. That's cool. I, when when did they go? Is it 2011? Nah, 13 like was our last 13. year. Oh, was it 13? I think so. Melandry's on that, uh, that just it was all black Kawasaki, wasn't it? 13? I reckon that was like 09, man. That or four Suzuki back in. Oh, actually, like, maybe 2010. Uh, try and get a Cordero. Get him off that Yamaha. Uh, oof. And probably a Jorge Martin. Oh, yeah, that's a good ooh. shout. Oh, shit. Sorry, man. You are right. 2009. 2009. Mm. Yeah, there you go. I'd That's like to, because cool. I, I see them in WSBK and I'm like, fuck, it'd be nice to see them back in MotoGP, another Jap team and they're giving it a crack. Mate, I love it. I mm. love it. Kawasaki I, was fucking, I loved it. when. Yeah. I love Aprilia, I love KDM, I love Ducati, but I'd like to see a team come back in or like a BMW come into the fold and see what happens. Uh, but, nah. But Kawasaki. Yeah, BMW would be cool. Yeah, yeah it'd be cool, but I just can't get around them. Child demo. Yeah, true. Mm. Tom? My ideal racing team? Yeah. It would be realistically a GT Am car in the 24 hour Le Mans that's sick that's and a fucking us cool for answer. driving it oh, oh bro come with on. Motorsport Republica in a Lamborghini uh, how the fuck are we fitting in that hurricane no, no we're not you guys might be right not, Tom and I not all be. four of us racing oh. at the same time we do swapsies bro come on you don't sit on me lap you unless you want to it's any time of the pod <laughs> <laughs> they'll, um, need a, they'll need a big seat though so right, lime, a lime green Lamborghini Hurricane Ooh. and then with Motorsport Republic all over it uh, and then just yeah hot chick in the back or something yeah nice nah, Congo Gr- Colombian Colombian <laughs> yeah yeah blonde Colombian Re- relief room in the pits yeah relief room in the pits 
get him going. <laughs> That's wicked. He'd be walking um, out sideways, Tom. And, and, and just to go back on that, my one of the craziest things that I... And we're going to touch on our guests later. One of the craziest things that I heard this year was uh, Damien Cudlin talking about his eight-hour... No, his 24-hour Le Mans race. And yep. they weren't allowed to sleep for more than 20 minutes. Yeah, that was incredible. So they went to sleep, tw- and then someone had to wake him up so they mm. wouldn't get into a deep sleep. Like, just unbelievable. Oh, forget it. Amazing insight. Sleeping. If you haven't listened to that one... Go yeah, and listen to that yeah. one. That's a, he was real, a legend. Too. Yeah, he's a yeah. fucking legend, and he was trying to feed us beers, but we had to go. Yeah, we had to go, but that was a really good insight. Hundred percent, da- Damien. Hundred percent. I mean, ideally, in an ideal world for myself, obviously, it would be MotoGP. I'd probably take an Aprilia. I'd take Fabio and Fabio and Alonso Lopez. Oh, another Ooh. good shout. I love all of them. They're all great That's answers. Good. But in a realistic world, I think it's not out of the realms of possibility if we ever sponsored a local racing team, whether it be cars or bikes. I well, think we yeah. can see our logo on. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah. Something like that. I think it'd be very, very cool. So. And inquire within if that's uh, something. Yeah, I actually have someone who is looking for some sponsorship at the moment. So we'll be talking about that next week, though. Oh. So, yeah. So that would be cool if we could see it on some local racing and then and build from there. So really, really, as a realistic goal, yeah, that's where it lies. But, um, yeah, all great answers, boys. So thank you, everyone, for submitting questions. Yes. Hopefully, you guys got the answers and we provided for you. So Might put out another post this coming week. Oh, we picked our t- top eight of our 200 questions that were asked. So that was... I mean, we obviously missed some people as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Exactly. So for those that we didn't get to, apologies. Yeah. We'll get you next um, time. We'll we'll, we'll, next I'll time. put up another post uh, this coming next tomorrow, which will be uh, when we're already out. So mm. for our next pod, so we can answer some more questions as 100%, well. 100%, 100%. So I don't think we touched on how this started on this app yet, have we? No, no. we haven't. So... Um, I think Jim and, and Tom is probably you guys best to, to kick off proceedings on how the start of the start, the start of Republica start, start, and start. <laughs> was that your porn addiction <laughs> <laughs> or was that Thai lady right there <laughs> shut it up <laughs> so many viruses sorry chubby Latina <laughs> that's, a, that's a serious search as well that's a serious search <laughs> we, might have, um, we might have caught that once alright sorry about that um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, James and I sort of, we've always wanted to go into business together to a certain extent, and we, I think both were hating our jobs, so we're trying yeah, to Steve. have our mind escape to something. So, first of all, it sort of started out as, as apparel and, and some accessories and stuff, and then Daniel uh, obviously works with James and Curdy, and you came along with a, a podcast idea and took it to James, and... And it all started from there, so... Fuck, scratching over it, so... No, 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 I'm, I'm going back, I'm going back. I say. So, paint the picture. So, we um, we were at your house, I think, trying to figure out a logo, business name. I think we started with Motorsport Republic. Yeah. And then I said, let's do Republica, because yeah. it sounds a bit, you know, Italian. Yeah. And... This is before the Italian. Yeah, and then we went through and, and started with t-shirt designs. Our first designs probably... Um, <laughs> didn't hit the mark as much as what our latest ones have and and yeah i mean we're still going to continue that to, towards next year uh we've put a little bit of hold on proceedings just to get everything all their ducks in a row yeah and um and then yeah we've just got a big 2024 coming up so james i'd like to add to that yeah i guess and then from there we're starting doing the t's um and getting all the signs done and that was slowly taken off doing our thing and then uh, Dan and I are big Richmond supporters in the footy and we went to uh, Richmond, Melbourne. I think we lost. We're at the pub. 
had a few too many uh, beers, feeling sorry for herself. And you had three or four, did you? Yeah, <laughs> got them going. Standard. A couple of butt chugs in there. Shit. Um, and and then and we we're talking drunkenly. Um, Daniel was talking about a podcast and basically said we should do a podcast and we can do it under the Republica type of banner and Dan- yeah. and therefore Daniel was basically straight in and it was like two days later if I remember we were buying stuff yeah to do the podcast yeah 100% well I was driving around fucking Facebook marketplace picking stuff up from Melbourne we did a whole trip yeah we did a big day a big day picking everything table, up table this that yep yeah, we did. We picked up quite a few things. Yeah, and we've upgraded our audio. Uh, yeah, yeah, microphones as yeah. well. So. Uh, we got a camera. Oh. We got a camera as well. We actually shot our first probably fifteen apps, twenty apps on an iPhone. Yeah, yeah. which oh, uh, which conked out, which <laughs> oh, conked man. out a couple of times. Yeah. We had to redo the whole episode f- till one in the morning. One of our first episodes was with Damo on the camera. Uh, I think it was our second episode on the camera was with Damo. Possibly, yeah, Damien uh, Garapoli. No, yeah. Cudlin. Cudlin, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Other demo, yeah, channel um, demo. But yeah, it all just happened so quickly. Like camera test, I'd never met Tom. Yeah. So the first test was uh, on the casting couch at the front. Yeah. Which yeah. again, Patreon. Yeah, we, we'll we might to... release that one if day. You, if, if we release that, it is the worst watch you'll ever. Oh, it's see. so <laughs> it's the most so cringe thing, thing like, ever. Staring at the camera for like three seconds and then yeah. oh, right. away, and then thirty seconds later, staring at it again. Yeah, um, it's amazing how how much more we're just bouncing off each other of course yeah, yeah. A lot, you know a lot more structure we probably ran on some tangents we still do and but... good banter as well we try yeah. to keep it to keep it fun but yeah. keep it, it serious it, we try to keep it like a good balance of serious and fun yeah 100% can't take yourself too seriously it's no. funny giving people shit and just taking it as well and as life's well. so serious and some people just want to fucking relax yeah want to have a laugh yeah. so but yeah it's, how, it's how, exactly how it all came about just talking about life and what we wanted to do and James was like, yeah, let me let me message Tom. We'll do it together. I'm like, fucking let's do it. You yeah. know? And then um, Curtis is the funny brains behind all the videos and the yeah. editing. And he's had a tough run, the big fella. But if it wasn't for Curtis, man, shout out to you, Curtis. Yeah, we give you shout outs all the time, but Jeez. we'd be screwed, man. That yeah, is, thanks, Curtis. Our 4,000 is thanks to you, man. That's no word of a lie. Like, and then Marquez yeah, video. Fuck. And then Marquez video. Yeah. Uh, my unbelievable prediction was... Um, <laughs> Uh, do we have we hit a million a million players on that one yet on Tiki probably but, <laughs> almost uh, almost that was excellent work as well <laughs> but yeah so yeah. that was a that was a scramble that I think because you guys were on our way back Sydney? from Cudlin yeah Cudlin yeah. and then you're like Curtis it's happened it's happened yeah get it up and I'm literally leaving the store <laughs> what, what are you talking about like, what the f- oh I'm gonna do this now. Yeah. And I'm just like, as I get in and bird up the laptop, I'm like, fuck, and we're going to go on hard on this. Yeah. <laughs> Send it, and then I realize it's the wrong one. Delete it. Oh, next one. It's a tangent again. Oh, Can't get it back. We'll just start the uh, Oscar like music with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the wrap up music. Yeah, out. yeah so it's, uh, it's been a good laugh. We've had a lot of fun and all gotten to know each other a lot better, I think. Yeah, 100%. So, you know, and we, get, and met, we met some... Um, we met some unbelievable people across yeah. the, across the year. Like yeah, hundred um, percent. That that we can't we can't not have this pod and not talk about the drive to oh, Damien oh. Cudlin. So <laughs> this is the, the the highlight of everything we've done. We've done some cool stuff. So yeah, this is the fucking highlight. <laughs> James was James was adamant. We we had to get a guest on early in the piece. Yeah, early so in. We, we had Brian. We had our we very had, first guest. We had Brian who, who Daniel um, teed up. Yeah, well, Daniel, well done for that. I wasn't. I was in Bali yeah, at the in time. Bali enjoying yeah. yourself. You guys um, nailed it, and it was it was actually a really good podcast for me to watch, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and then he come, was so good to us. Yeah, too. shout yeah. out to Brian, man. He was awesome. He was a legend. Fuck, he was a really good. And then the um, the trip came up 
Damien Cudlin got in contact with us and, and obviously wanted to do a podcast. And if no one knows, he lives about a five to six hour drive north of Sydney. And um, tell him, tell him, go through the timeline of this day. So James and I wake up. Daniel's in Wollongong with yep, family, for, La Familia. Yeah, and it. we were, so we were meeting you in Sydney. So we woke up at 4 a.m., drove to the airport, parked, got on a plane, six o'clock flight, first flight out of Melbourne, Melbourne to Sydney. Landed. Daniel came. I met Pino for the first time. Daniel's dad. dad. Infamous. <laughs> what a legend he is, though. Man, the fucking... The he's, man. He's the just stories. A, he's just a gentleman of the industry, as we like to call him. The stories. And um, the, the drive started. And um, <laughs> and we started the drive up to... Kempsey. To, to Kempsey, up to see Damo. I, I, I've never seen a man uh, look back from a front seat <laughs> as, as much as Pino did. I, I don't know. He hasn't got a cook back from it. Because he was just a legend. And, I, and it's one of those moments we talked about earlier in the podcast, like... The peak, the peak performance. Yeah. Okay, you don't you don't realize <laughs> um, the peak performance when you're seeing it. You realize it after it happened. And looking back at that was just a momentous occasion. And Pino, he's he pretty much told us his life story. Oh, I don't think you scratched so the fucking funny. I've never laughed so hard in my life. You woke up day. laughing. I woke up <laughs> laughing from the car because Tom can talk and. Pino mentally obliterated <laughs> Tom into drivel. Yeah, yeah. He couldn't use, yeah. I, I've never met someone like that. Like, ruthless. Legend, though, but like, ruthless. Yeah, that's what I said, it, yeah, ruthless. Yeah. Like, you, you're like, all right, let's, let's have a couple of minutes. the bloody BK Brocky, man. My mate in Blue Way lived up there, left on the left three kilometers. I was like, fuck, he's up with it again. James wakes up, pissing himself off. I was fake sleeping. <laughs> Just trying to get So, anyway, him. we get up there at. Would it have been... 12.30. 12.30. Um, we had a flight back at 9pm at night. And it was a f- it got it took us six hours to get there. So we're thinking, alright, we've got an hour and a half maybe. But fuck it, it went so quick. And we had the podcast. Awesome podcast. But we had to fucking... We had to wrap it up, man. It was a fucking So we packed everything up in the car. We... Um, <laughs> Damo was showing us his motorbike track and he's and he's you know he's farm he's he's got the Sherwood estate up shout there shout out to the Sherwood estate yeah, as well which um if you're looking for a wedding venue a stunning um and we just got back straight in a car and then on the phone to Shaggers and yeah so, oh, John Demarzi John Demarzi my cousin John Demarzi John Demarzi Legend. one two or three which one was it um <laughs> number two I think it was number two <laughs> and drove all the way back. We actually probably just made it. We had about 20 minutes to spare yeah. and um, hopped back on a plane. But what a day. We got back about 1 a.m. Yeah, Mind you, my old man's like, boys, make sure your phones are off. And his fucking phone <laughs> went off five minutes in the stair. Daniel's, oh. face. Daniel's face was so pissed off. I was not impressed. Then he fucked the GPS on the car. Oh, oh, Christ, still like, we, we could have a four hour long pod just on oh, the shit. Yeah, the shit that he did. It was the best. It was the fucking best. And he kept chewing me here off that night. <laughs> when I was trying oh, to work relentless. on the pod, yeah, he's relentless. He's relentless but and then more, the universe more, to death. yeah, he would. And then more recently, we head up. We decided we'll stay for a night or two up at Sunshine yeah, Coast. It's better, it's better. And um, we end up saying one more night than we thought because we had our flight was cancelled. But we went up. Um, and a special, special, special thank you to Renita Vermeule, and she has been phenomenal since we first started all this, and she has been such a great support. So Absolutely. she hooked up, obviously, a, a podcast with her brother Chris. And fuck, we had a, such a good time. 
yeah, yeah. such a good time so sat up there a couple of nights and um it was it was a beautiful beautiful couple of nights away it was it was good it's good fun and in like, the beach we went to the beach and like yeah a few beers yeah beers, fucking hell, nice yeah, this is living you know so it was living there was uh republica on tour it was republica on tour it's sort good. of alternative which i'm like shit man like this, yeah. is, this is the dream you know yeah. but yeah, we're bobbing up in the water and the yeah. fucking thing. How fucking good is this, you know? Smashed by waves and yeah. so there's more, many more to come in the next next year. So yeah, that's right. And hopefully January, we'll, uh, we're looking to plan a few more trips. So yeah, get Curtis involved this time. Oh, get him yeah. up there with us. Yep, yeah. definitely. Absolutely. But yeah, shout out, shout out to all the guests, like Tom said. So first, first guest was Damo. Your mate, Damien, Damien Garapoli, a special friend of the podcast, a big very, fan, very good friend, big of Rossi pod. fan. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to him for the first. Yep. Uh, massive shout out, like you said before, Brian Starring for yep. coming on, yep. taking time out of his super busy schedule. Uh, can't thank him enough. And then from there we had Damo. Yep. Shout Damon out Damo. Yep. Check him out. Check out the Sherwood Estate. Renita. Yep. In Phillip Island, which is an amazing pod. Audio might have stuffed up, but it's all right. Don't worry about it. Don't worry, Don't about, worry it. about it. Don't worry about uh, it, right? One of the yeah. nicest human beings on earth as well. Shout so out, accommodating. Yeah, shout out to Anita. Check out all of her socials. She's trying to crack onto this like we are. So yeah, show some love and support over there. And then, yeah, thanks again to her for organizing. Chris, and shout out to Chris. He was an absolute gentleman, gentleman as well. Like, yeah. Who would have thought, you know, yeah. we'd meet such cool people and, and be able to do all that with everyone. Yeah, so, I think this all started... Was it April, May? Yeah. So it's in seven months' time, and I, th- I think we've exceeded what we thought was going to be what the business was going to be by the end of the year. So, yeah, absolutely. and we are we are building a brand. Uh, it's not just a podcast, not just a parallel. It is a brand. Daniel's obviously with his gear geek. We've got yeah, a, we've so got one coming out shortly as well. We do, yeah. So I was lucky enough to film three more. I've got um, a couple more items on the way as well to do some reviews. So if there's any. Um, motorbike importers of uh, apparel or bikes or tires or whatever hit us up um check out the first one you'll be able to see the next few as well if there's anything you'd like us to review or like me to review let us know and we can definitely work something out for there that's for sure yeah Yeah. so we want obviously our website to be a one-stop shop to be you know you can buy your stuff you can buy your accessories you can do you can look at reviews you can watch a podcast you can news and what's going on in the world so 100 percent correct And shout out to Mark Danby as well because he had a lot oh, of insight shit. as well. Oh um, yeah. Well, no, he's he's he's, he's a reg- he's a regular now. He is a regular, yeah, yeah, yeah. but still to give us his time. Hundred um, percent. He had some great stories. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, just to almost close off, yes. I would love to know everyone's. Was there a single moment in your life where you thought, "Fuck motorsport, this is, this is this is me." Is there a single moment? I'll I'll, I'll keep it off first. For me. It was going down to 2003, MotoGP, pissed down rain the whole weekend, and then we rode in with my dad, and I was only a kid, got caught out in the rain, we said, fuck this, we'll go home. And there was like 10 of us all huddled around a little a little TV in Phillip Islands, pissing down rain, watching Valentino Rossi do one of the best wins of all time and catch Barros or Cap Rossi, whoever cool. it was, um, from a 10-second lead. And just being in that atmosphere in cows nothing better that yeah. was for me the catalyst that kicked it all off and that's I'm sure everyone a lot of people have some similar stories but for me that's what made it you yeah. know the, the love for motorcycle Grand Prix and his motor racing was was that yeah sick yeah I, I think it. mine was probably not in person more watching on TV was like that that 07 championship when Rocket won mm. 
just was just an, um, that last race in Brazil. I just thought this is the fucking best best thing on the planet. Yeah. Um, we were lucky enough in 2017 meeting Shane Van Gisbergen. Yeah. Out in cows. Yeah. That was probably one of the greatest nights we've ever had, and just partying with him, and like that was a, a real special memory that we'll yeah. always have. Blurry memory. Yeah, blurry memory, but well, memory we'll have forever. So yeah. Curtis. Oh, fuck. Uh, oh, jeez. Uh, actually, it would be between Jamie Winkup and Craig Lowndes, Bathurst 1000. Oh, I don't remember the yeah. year exactly. But just seeing the rookie coming in and then challenging Craig Lowndes, and he was doing it very quickly and rapidly. Because yep. um, like when I was living in Melbourne for about two to three years after Canberra, there would be something every year we'd do is that we'd go to a mate's place and they'd have a pool, barbecue, and then big plasma TV, V8 supercars. And that was the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And just Bathurst 1000, when you get at the beginning of the day where they're showing the prep for each teams are kind of trying to do it with tires and fuel, when they're going to try and think of pitting in and going back out. Uh, and then like some of the instances where Jamie Winkup just, uh, it was much later on, running out of fuel. Mm, at the yeah, that was last good lap. Yeah. And I'm just watching that going, yeah, yeah love this yeah that was inc- that was incredible and, he, and he's had the team on the radio saying you know conserve fuel conserve fuel and he didn't and he didn't yeah. he just went went for it so and i and it was still one of the greatest mysteries that race of why didn't he conserve fuel nah. yeah it's uh all the rivalries between oh everyone hated r kelly oh no r kelly <laughs> no not r kelly fucking rick, rick, kelly. rick kelly rick kelly that's it it is it is it is yeah, it is r kelly on yeah. yeah. kelly on his yeah, yeah, yeah he's the impression of the other oh, one mate, a lot yeah. of people, yeah. hated, people. hated him yeah, yeah they did because he came from a rich family yeah it's just like get the fuck out of here so what's your thoughts on the current supercars oh, what what supercars yeah okay. yeah there you like, go. it's yeah. fallen off once they i remember when they won like oh yeah via supercars now on foxtel it's like what are you doing see there you go foxtel we just went i oh, don't want to bother foxtel it's an absolute nightmare the only people who use foxtel are my grandparents mm. <laughs> what about ko do you get ko oh we got ko eventually yeah and we'll let you have to lot. though yeah you, you have yeah. to yeah it's forced but when it was free to air holden versus ford it was, was a we- it. it was your weekend wasn't yeah. it yeah. and it was like kind of what sparked the rival was people just owning fords and holdens yeah Definitely. Don't really get that now. So. No. Daniel? Uh, 07, Phillip Island. Okay. It was my first live, live experience. Um, got to meet uh, Simon Shelley the night before the race. Yep. Um, At Pino's? Yep. Not uh, not Daniel's dad, the restaurant. Not yeah, the restaurant. Named after Pino. Named after Pino, yeah. Named, right? yeah, named, <laughs> after. named after Pino, yeah. yeah. But he was, you know, just remember him being super kind. Like, he's... I don't know if it was his PR person or his manager was like, no, nah, come on, let's go. And he's like, dude, I'm taking a photo with the kid. That's cool. So, super cool. And it was just, yeah, the first live taste of it all. And just after that, I just fell in love. And yeah. I'd already loved it prior to that, but that was actually, the moment. that was the moment I go, fuck. You know, and then being, funnily enough, with a family friend at a track day, just watching everyday guys ride around and, I was like, man, this is fucking, this is like the coolest thing ever. Like, I'd love to be around this mm. when I'm, old enough and lucky enough to be around it and yeah just yeah, love it love mm, anything love with it. an engine Phillip Island's just such a mystical place isn't it it's so, such a beautiful place yeah. I love it like yeah. yeah you go over that bridge and you're like you just you know different yeah, feeling. It's, yeah it's a crazy feeling so got to yeah. complete a track day there mate that's the only thing now just got to complete, complete the track uh, <laughs> yeah. in real life not on the game yeah. and not blow up seven laps yeah. 
Too many revs, mate, down the front straight. Yeah. Should have reduced too, too much power. Yeah, too much power, you reckon? Yeah, well, let's, let's run with that. Let's run with that. My uh, Pecco and, and Martin Prowess. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Boys. Yeah, that's it. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to Happy all New our listeners. Year. Yeah. yeah, and thank you for amazing, uh, amazing second half of 2020. Yeah. And thanks to all the listeners. Um, all your support does not go unnoticed. No, we go. see all your comments. Yeah. We see your messages. We try and reply to everyone. It actually means a lot. And it's great that we are providing a bit of uh, you know, entertainment to the motorsport community here in Australia. I yeah. think it's starving for it and a bit of an honest, fun you know, uh, review that we kind of do. But it's... Um, yeah, all the all the listeners, it's awesome. We we always talk about it. We love we love all the messages and the comments, 100%. and um, yeah, we really it. do appreciate it. So uh, yeah, keep on listening in. We'll keep on doing content, and yeah, that's us. Merry Crimin, Merry Crimin. See you next year. <laughs> See you next See you year.